1: There's always going to be markers coming up from the negative collective saying, you can't do that. You mustn't do that. There's the the negative imprint of the negative mother who is in our collective consciousness. But I'm saying (laughs) on behalf of the positive mother, you can stop and rest and take time to assimilate. You are Allowed to stop and process and think. This is your human birthright.
0: Welcome to the new season of the Not Perfect podcast. I'm your host, Poppy Jamie, the author and founder of the award winning app and best selling book, Happy Not Perfect. This is our time to take a break and go within to unlock ourselves in a new way and stretch our thinking. Whatever you are going through right now, I welcome you into this conversation with a new inspiring thought leader each week to help us thrive, rise, and realize our full truth and unlimited potential. As you might know if you read my book, I'm passionate about us becoming flexible in our thinking, and that starts with some mind, body, and soul healing. So let's dive in. I have been so looking forward to interviewing a woman who has been pioneering deep healing for nearly 30 years. Fiona Arigo, a senior biodynamic psychotherapist, has spent a lifetime studying ancient teachings from many cultures and created the Arigo program that has helped thousands of people on their journey to healing and becoming whole and in alignment. Back in 1990, Fiona launched Britain's first alternative health retreat and her unique approach to healing modalities and encouraging people to rest has never been more relevant or needed than today. Her podcast throughout lockdown was the most reassuring one out there, and I eagerly listened to it each week to hear Fiona's guidance and wisdom and listen to her meditations. Fiona works with people one-to-one. She hosts individual retreats as well as group retreats held in the UK and globally. It is a true honor to have such an experienced healer and light worker with us today on the Not Perfect podcast. Is there a quote you return to often and why? Actually, the um,
1: quote that I always return to, and um, I think it came from the Tibetan Book of Mysticism, and it simply is, before enlightenment, the master goes to the well to have a glass of water. After enlightenment, the master goes to the well to have a glass of water. And what that really always means to me is, between those two motions, that so much happens in the internal world. And even though on the outside, it looks like everything is the same. So Mm. I love that. And I often use that quote.
0: Wow, I love that. What's a life lesson you've been reminded of recently? And why? The
1: life lesson is a continual life's lesson, which is stay humble, stay in the I don't know, and be prepared to show up from that space.
0: Gosh, I love that. In a culture where I feel like there's so much pressure to know and to have an answer, it's so refreshing to hear that kind of advice to actually stay in the, the zone of not knowing.
1: Yeah, I really do think this is the cycle of the great undoing and unknowing. And we have to be able to come out of that Um, rigid way of knowing everything Mm. and come into the more gentle way of letting life teach us and guide us and show us which is dropping a lot of our opinions
0: oh god i can't wait to i can't wait to dive in a second on my next question but before then (laughs) um, how do you define happiness happiness
1: joy well-being it comes through simplicity and when you feel heartfeltly connected to life this is happiness for me simple joy
0: so simple and yet often so difficult to find and that's why your work is so powerful in bringing people back to that simple joy that feels so greatly far away at times to begin we are obviously in this huge time of change. And this is what your podcast over lockdown really helped people to understand this, as you put it, metamorphosis point, you use this amazing metaphor of kind of like us being the caterpillar turning into a butterfly. And when I listened mm-hmm. to that, I thought, oh God, is it like this feels really tough and hard and challenging? Mm-hmm. I would just love to hear your opinion of like what on earth you think is, is happening right now and how do we journey through this great unravelling into, I guess, a new normal? Such a beautiful question. And I love that what you just said is,
1: what on earth? Um, <laughs> because I think this is very absolutely where it is, is what on earth and how are we on our earth? And um, for sure this is a deeply sober moment where we cannot avoid or ignore what we have inherited. And, you know, often I think, you know, we've been taught, we've been educated to look at the environment or nature as a backdrop um, that would just support us no matter what. And something has happened and is happening of, of which, COVID, the pandemic, this rising consciousness, this awareness has pushed forward, which is to absolutely come back into relationship with our earth and thus hopefully with our peoples. I think this is a time for fierce conversation and we can't be naive. And if we don't pull up our behaviours, our actions, our choices, we are in very real danger of becoming an endangered species. Mm. And so how do we live, come out of this old past age of selfishness, of greed, of manipulation, of separation, into a more caring society, a more understanding that we can only do this together. The route that I'm personally looking at, at this moment in my own deep inner reflections, are about this collapse and this rise and the seriousness of this moment. This isn't going to go away. And you know, some people report with climate change, unless we do something radical, you know, we're burnt, we're gone by the end of the century. So it's like we have all the time in the world and we have no time. We have to get with the program.
0: I'm sure a lot of people listening, including myself, there is this, yes, I want to be a part of that change. And then I think you can almost feel a bit let down or you're, you feel that, you know, you're by those around you that seem so unconscious. And so how do you see this system of like capitalism being deconstructed in a way? Because it obviously, the people that it's protecting are going to be fierce in keeping up those structures. So how do you see that unfolding? Yeah, I think
1: that whatever we're doing, you know, we've been brought up in this kind of instant gratification world that if we do something, we will get the result instantly. And there's going to be so many times in our own prayers. There's going to be so many times in our own visions where it will seem hopeless and where the tide will seem too much and the system too ingrained. And that's, I think, in this moment and those moments, that's the time either to go deeply with, to your own practice, to your own meditation, to your own alignment, mm. to your own calling of what you really believe and are calling in, and also to be with your tribe. You know, tribe, we are tribal, and we need to be with the people that are saying yes. Mm. No, not, not people that are necessarily conspiracying but people that are saying yes to something new, to a different value system. But it doesn't mean that it will happen just because you and I sit down and pray or have a wonderful conversation. It's gonna go up and down and round, and it will be in many moments exhausting, but we can sit back as well, knowing that this is going to happen. We are in a flow that it's going to happen but it may not be comfortable. And I think there's a lot of stronger
0: times coming. I really love that point, And just warning people that discomfort is normal, because I think often in this wellness world that I've noticed, it kind of, Makes you think that you should know everything, and then you should be in total bliss forevermore. Otherwise, you clearly haven't done enough work. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> and then you fall into shit and shame, don't you? Mm. You end up feeling <laughs> shame. so not good, <laughs> so, <laughs> so not brilliant. good about yourself. That's not the story. It's the story is to get very real with life. And, you know, we can often barter our spirituality as another tool of I'm just going to look great and feel great, which is nobody's taking that away. But the path um, of this moment, it's in a way, it's an act of selflessness because it can't be about a reward structure. And I think a lot of our old paradigm has been based on the God of avarice, you know, if you get 10 O levels and 3A levels and get to university and get the perfect job and marry the perfect man and get power and get the perfect children, you will be happy.
0: Mm. Normally,
1: you know, in our today's societies, you know, you marry the perfect guy, bless his heart. And he's sort of some sort of, raging concealed addict and, you know, we meet ourselves and we've got some eating disorder and Cinderella can't get into her shoe because her feet have swollen. It's kind of the balance of reality, life, and that's the work. It's meeting life and keeping your energy not in a kind of spaced out way that nothing can touch you, which some new ageism can hold you in it's to me it's always about how you can you come down and in and be kind and open and in a way take the punches but be able to alchemicalize them because you're understanding life by your own growth and so as we begin to feel this of course we feel more and then we look at the devastation in Syria, we look at the devastation in Afghanistan, we look at the devastation as, as we pass so many people in the street that are homeless, and we think, what can I do? And that moment is a difficult moment where we have to know that what we can do for ourselves right now, which will influence our community, is to keep invoking the best, the highest version of ourselves onto the planet.
0: I love that point in terms of like, on the scale of I, just focusing on showing up every single day as your best self. Are there any kind of like tips and tools on a daily basis that can help you know what, I guess, even what your best self is and stay in that place? You know, and this obviously speaks to how do we, the masculine energy is so easy to be in and how do we in our best self how do we embrace our feminine energy because it again mm. that's another challenging thing in a world that like really promotes masculine behavior
1: yeah absolutely and I think this is a big kernel of women's empowerment is uh, less is more stopping and pausing reflecting and with those then finding your own timing because again, in the in this bashed, battered world of constant, relentless demand, we can get, because we're porous and because we're um, affected, we get um, caught up in that spin-dry process. Mm. So I would say to every single woman, know your worth to be able to stop, to be able to say no, to take many moments in your day as a time out. I know it's not always possible and there's always going to be markers coming up from the negative collective saying, you can't do that. Mm. You mustn't do that. You know, you, all this. There's the, the negative imprint of the negative mother who is in our collective consciousness. But I'm saying <laughs> on behalf of the positive mother, you can stop and rest and take time You can take time to assimilate. You are allowed to stop and process and think. This is your human birthright. And when the world gets too much, begin to notice as much as you can your relationship with your own nervous system. And when you are getting spiked or angry or frustrated or in overwhelm, step back find space, drink good water, stop, do something that inspires you. It could be, I don't know, listening to somebody, walking in nature, lying down, do something that grabs you in that minute that takes you out of that old model of over-giving, over-serving, over-helping, where there's not enough oxygen for you.
0: Gosh, even when you're talking, I can feel my digestion finally start again (laughs) after a busy day when I my digestion like stops. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, oh, we're relaxed. Oh, we can start again. Yeah. And we
1: can start again so many times. Start again, start again, start
0: again. We don't fail. You can start again. I really love that. Reminding us we can start again and also giving us permission that we can rest and it is so radical the word you used is so poignant because you know it's a lot of unlearning for potentially many decades for some listeners less decades for others but you know we've been told just to keep going
1: absolutely to keep going succeed be successful and then we'll be rewarded and we'll be powerful and then what happens is we arrive at that seat of power often with junkyard bodies and absolutely exhausted mind. And so when you get to the end line, you're collapsed. You haven't got any energy left. I mean, the point of now is to try and be in as much joy of whatever you're experiencing to be mindful of whatever you're experiencing. And if we're following that old paradigm of do, 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 It ain't going to sustain the energy that you and I need to make the shift. We won't be able to do it because the body will be so exhausted.
0: Before we go back to our discussion with the wonderful Fiona Arrigo, I wanted to talk to you about sleep and what has been helping me get a better night's sleep recently. Often when my days get busy, it takes me a long time to wind down before bed, but I found an amazing solution in the form of Platinum from Columbia Cares CBD. Now I know we've heard a lot about CBD recently, but I think to truly enjoy all the amazing therapeutic benefits it can provide, you have to use a high quality, rigorously tested product, Platinum from Columbia Care is one of the best CBD I've tried and I really find it helps me get a more restful, relaxed and deep sleep. I'm delighted to say they are our partners for this season and are giving listeners an amazing 20% off, but for a limited time only. So do visit cole-care.uk and I'll put that in the show notes and use code NOTPERFECT20 to get 20% off this amazing CBD. I use it for sleep, but CBD has also been shown to have a number of different benefits like helping with anxiety, pain, focus, and inflammation. I'd thoroughly recommend trying it to see if it helps you. If you've tried CBD before but weren't clear on how to use it, maybe didn't like the taste or it didn't work for you, then don't worry. Platinum from Columbia Care tastes great, especially the peppermint flavour. It provides clear instructions on best use and truly does work brilliantly for me. Just visit col care.uk and use code NOTPERFECT20 for a brilliant 20% off. Why do you think so many are stuck in the pattern of overgive, overhelp, and overfix, as you say? And we've kind of spoken about how we can break them in your new codes for living. But why do these exist in the first place to overgive and overhelp? I think I'd have to answer that more esoterically,
1: which is you know, we are just beginning to come into the age of Aquarius. And that's about, you know, autonomy through finding yourself, you serve the whole. The age of Pisces, which lasted for 2,500 years, was an age of sacrifice. It was an age of relinquishing your own mind, following, being led, and being told um, through various religious signposts that the only way we got there was to sacrifice every single aspect of ourselves mm. and then there's the very real history of what has happened where you know most of of our ancestors have come out of huge scarcity consciousness and we you know it's only what in the last 70 odd years where there's been in the west enough social change taking place where people have felt safe enough perhaps financially to be start because their nests were secure they could then think of of consciousness which is what we're now in is the age of consciousness so i think you know the push the driver um, the, the one that overgives, you know, the kind of archetype of the mother sitting with nine children mm. making bread, you know, the father bless his heart going down the coal mine. You know, we've come from strong histories that hasn't been about, oh, I can just go out and buy a car or get a credit card or pop on an aeroplane or all the things that we've now been in that we've realized as causing damage But the paradigm of overgiving and overworking and putting up with and not speaking, you know, has also got to do with feminism and all that's been liberated through the, the consciousness of women. So there's been so much suppressed in that time frame, which is now radically going into the other direction where so many women, thank God, have a voice today. So there's mm. huge social change where, you know, people have had to work so hard in order to survive and, and that hardship has got ingrained and passed on generationally as a fixed behavior. We also haven't been allowed to think about ourselves really. again, we could be having this conversation forever. There's a lot to unpack here.
0: Yeah. Again, it speaks to us, you know, going through this amazing transition point and really to the answer to your first question. Yes, it may be challenging, but boy, is this exciting to get to a new place. We don't have to stay fixed in really kind of what we inherited as such. I guess also kind of in terms of toxic habits of the past that this new time potentially is allowing us to let go of is this idea of attachments. And I definitely have a habit of clinging. And I used to have a terrible habit of attaching my identity to my job or this or that. And I was hearing you speak about attachments and letting them go. And one of my favorite quotes of what you said is attachments stop energy flow. So I'd love you to kind of expand on that. Like, what do you mean by this? How do attachments stop energy flow? I think
1: very, very simply, look, again, I want to say we have to forgive ourselves because we're brought up often with models of parenting, models of education that either create anxiety, attachments or over-attachments. It's a whole story here. You know, the Buddhists always say um, that all disease is caused by attachment, And, you know, with the caveat that, you know, if we learn to let go, um, we will be happier human beings. But that's a big leap for us Westerners to understand, um, because we are brought up to cling, to glue, to attach, to need, to desire, to hold. Our nature is to cling until we learn to self-supply our own energy field and I think our planet itself the collective itself is traumatized the collective itself is in a constant stream of shock and so the majority of us don't feel grounded and don't feel safe and if we don't feel grounded and safe then we're going to cling then we're going to over-attach Mm. So this fundamental shift in consciousness is as we start to turn inwards, as we start to return to ourselves, we start to feel safe in life. Because when that starts to happen, then we stop doing these random acts of um, hurting others, mm. criticizing, shaming, blaming, eliminating others' lives or ideals in an attempt to restore. It's primarily because we don't feel safe as humans. And so when I might have said in some context how attachments stop flow, I would think more today in the conversation is the more we reclaim ourselves, the more free we become the more we are able to flow in this great creative process.
0: So powerful. And I think also really reassuring to just take note of how traumatized the collective kind of unconscious and conscious is when we're seeing news 24-7 played out in real time and something we're kind of probably quite unused to. But you have incredible healing retreats, which you take people on to explore exactly that and bring people back into alignment one of the retreats is called the deepening process and this one you particularly look at the mother wound and the father wound and the inner child why was that important to include in the deepening process and obviously your retreats on grief and I'd love you to talk about all the retreats you have but that one really stood out again
1: we're in that place where Um, There is an energy that we can heal very fast and we don't need to keep going back over the past. And, you know, we don't have to keep going back to the wounded self. We can find different ways to connect and to align, which is often getting into a bigger narrative. But Mm. I absolutely know that we also need to revisit our relationship with our own wounded core self. You see, with every minute, there's more light. And with every minute, thus, there's more potential to see more deeply than we've seen before and thus release. So I think looking at the places that are wounded and hurt and maybe unconsciously sabotaging your life is necessary still if you feel drawn to it. And I think the mother wound and the father wound for some people in the split is still so big. And I think that healing the mother and the father wound is essential for our collective health, because otherwise we're in a a transference of something. This is why I wanted to do this with a colleague of mine, Lucine, who's absolutely brilliant. And we're working in a way we sort of dreamed up a new kind of a more shamanic version of the Hoffman process, you know, which is mm. going into very deep shamanic journeying. So you're not going to get stuck. And there are ways to reprint and support the nervous system,
0: which is absolutely key to self-regulate. I've heard so much about the Hoffman process and that sounds like what comes to mind a far more kind of feminine approach to the Hoffman process um, being your deepening process and for anyone who's listening I will put links to all of this in the show notes for anybody who wants to uh, look further into that. I would love to talk about difference between discernment and criticism and so what is the difference? So
1: criticism and judgment and blaming and shaming and belittling somebody else and also that would sometimes go with the energy of superiority Mm. all comes um, from the solar plexus all comes from that emotional centre of up, down, high, low, in, out, and a certain amount of unconsciousness and unexamined, unconscious behaviour. So criticism comes from a lesser self, a self that is wounded, a self that is unexamined, and a self that will project their unhealed onto another, because they haven't necessarily grown enough to tolerate life. This is what um, internal work is, is it expands our broadband so we can tolerate others' faults and shapes and colors and whatever's showing up, and we're not getting activated or triggered. Discernment is a clean sword, and that generally comes from the throat center. So it's the ability to see life for what it is, to be able to sort the wheat from the chaff, to know what's right for you and what's wrong, to be able to stand by your own philosophy of life and not criticize or shame or hurt or blame another for not doing it, but simply know when it is appropriate to speak or when it's appropriate just to turn left discernment is in a way the first cousin of wisdom because it knows itself. So it's not out to attack another.
0: Oh gosh. I mean, I literally could quote you all day, every day. I have enjoyed speaking to you so much. Where is the best place for people to find you? And as said, you do work one-to-one and individual retreats and group retreats, but I would love to kind of hear how people could find more information and just anything after this conversation.
1: I think if you just go to um, the Arigo program website, and then you'll find, I think, virtually everything we've been speaking about is there. But you'll have there'll be in a, a contact address, and you can just write and say you'd like to hear more about this or that, and my office will absolutely, with full love, get back to you.
0: Amazing. I will also put some summary of the different retreats because fiona touches upon loads of different things and it's just absolutely fascinating so and i will also put your socials for people to find you on instagram because you post great quotes for anybody who likes to light up their feed with wisdom so i will also include that thank you very much poppy
1: what a joy to talk to you this afternoon i've completely loved it thank you so so much
0: thank you for listening it would be a huge support if you wouldn't mind rating subscribing and sharing this podcast i also would love to hear from you so please find me at poppy jamie on instagram DM me and I would love to hear your thoughts on any of the topics that we discuss. Download Happy Not Perfect, my app that's designed to boost your mood and help you sleep and give you mindfulness in less than five minutes. It's packed full of science-backed tools and rituals to give your mind the care it needs. Sending lots of love and energy. See you next time.